What up, people? We're back out here. Um, this is your friend Bakes. Came at you a couple of weeks ago with a podcast that my cousin records. It was a guest of hers. Although some of you joked, <laughs> I kind of took over, but I think she kind of knew that anyways. Um, I had a great time doing it. I have really good feedback. Um, it appears people enjoyed listening to what I had to say. So once you give me that kind of fuel, <laughs> uh, I'm obviously going to start a whole fire if you guys really want to hear what I think about things. So um, first off, just thank you for that. We appreciate it. Meg, having me on was great. Um, it opened up my mind just to do this, whether one or two people listen or 100 people listen, it doesn't matter. It might just be an outlet for me. I don't really know what exactly I'm going to talk about on this podcast. Maybe do it once a month. Something jumps out to me, something that means something, something that's worth your time. Because if you're going to listen to it, I don't want to waste your time. Maybe some politics stuff, some sports, definitely some marriage stuff. My wife will be a part of this. Um, and our son, parenting stuff. I think uh, we have an interesting take. So we'll definitely be doing some of that too. Just things on my mind. I mean, I'm not going to talk about race every single time and beat you over the head with it. But, you know, if it makes sense, I'll come back and say some stuff, maybe even have some other people on. Other people's point of views, not just bury you with mine over and over. Um, maybe some different interviews with financial stuff. Just life, right? 40 years old. So I want to appeal to people my age, even younger. So we'll have some young people on too. But mostly just grown man shit because I'm old. Um, so let's get into this. So I wasn't really sure what I wanted to talk about or even if I was going to do this. But... um. Then Father's Day happens. It was my first Father's Day. Happy belated Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And I wasn't really sure how the day was going to make me feel. Um, for those of you that don't know, my so-called dad, or whatever you want to call him, wasn't part of my life. Um, although he was, <laughs> oddly, but not um, of any significance. So, and I'll explain that background anyways while I go into this. This is really about fathers who didn't have fathers, right? Because I got kind of emo. The, the weekend went well. Um, I was down at my in-laws, cookout, beach, golfed, all that good stuff. And I didn't really feel a particular way um, throughout the weekend. You know, I was a dad. And it was good. Nothing really um, emotional or anything like that. Then we came home Sunday, and my wife gave me a picture of me holding my son with a poem, and I thought she actually wrote, but whatever, and then a card where she wrote from him and from her. Reading these two things, seeing the picture, I lost it, started crying <laughs> for like 10 minutes. I couldn't figure out why she's apologizing to me and saying, oh, babe, sorry, I didn't mean to make you upset. I'm like, no, I'm not upset. I don't think. I think this is a happy tears, but I still don't know. And in that moment, I just couldn't gather myself anyway. So I was crying for like 10 minutes and she was, you know, consoling me and being the sweet, lovely wife that she is. Uh, but I didn't know what to tell her because I wasn't really sure. So I got in the shower and I was showering after and, you know, where you have mostly the great thoughts on the toilet or in the shower, the bathroom always. That's when it hit me. I was like, oh, this is something I could talk about. So I'm sitting there showering and I'm trying to get to the bottom of which emotion was it really that got me. 
was it, you know, being a first-time dad? And I was like, that definitely had something to do with it. And I started digging a little bit deeper, and all those old emotions I had from being younger, um, not feeling loved, good enough, not understanding why he wasn't around, or was around, but not around me. You know, and when... Now that I have a son, and really, I love that kid more than anything. Even if I talk a lot of shit about him, you guys will hear that coming in other podcasts too. But that's my guy, right? I can't imagine, <laughs> with the love that I have for him, not being around him, right? So all those things kind of, I think, just hit me at once. And it was just too much. But you know what? The cry felt good. And then after that, when I got out of the shower... The day took on this whole other meaning that really made me appreciate the day. Um, and I think that will be going forward from the other Father's Day before. So, like I said, Father's Day never really meant anything to me, right? Um, my mom got married when I'm like 18. Frank White, great guy. Um, for these, those of you that know him. He was around when I was like, you know, 15, 16 before they got married. But, you know, at that point, I'm already kind of grown. And he's always been there for me after the fact, right? He'll do anything for me. He's kept my mom from killing me multiple times. He always had my back and my side. And like, that's my man. But it was more of like a friendship. You know, he never came in and tried to be my dad. I was, I was 16. So again, I appreciate him on Father's Day, but I didn't have that young kid love for the day and my dad before, right? So it just never meant much to me. So to go back a little bit about my dad or whatever you want to call him. Um, so I grew up in the Prospect Hill Projects, PHP. Some of y'all know that and people that don't, that's projects out here in Waltham, Mass. Um, I lived in a circle down at the end of the street on the first road, which I later found out as an adult was actually a cul-de-sac, which sounds way nicer. Um, that's what white people call it. Nah. -uh. I can't say that anymore, I guess. Anyways, <laughs> that's what affluent people call it. Went to a friend's house in high school, and he told me it was down at the end of the cul-de-sac, and I was like, what the hell is that? And I got there, and I was like, you mean the circle? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's a cul-de-sac. And I was like, oh, shit, I grew up in a cul-de-sac too. <laughs> but anyways, so I lived down in a cul-de-sac, and my dad lived like on the street above. And if you guys don't know the area, but it's kind of leveled up there at PHP. So he was above there with another lady that he had other children with. So that's why I say he was around, but not around me. So after a couple of years, which that was kind of weird anyways, but then he moved into the same circle, right? So picture this. Here I am with this guy not in my life. I know who he is and he's around the neighborhood occasionally and the area and his other kids and then they live literally right across the way so that messed with my mind and more so as i got older i figured it out but you know to really see him and what i thought he was being a dad to them right i didn't know what's going on in that house my mom always said i was better off for love than being around but you know as a kid that's still your dad and like you still want that love regardless so to see him staying at their house around them i'm thinking they're living this like great life and they got they got their dad they got my dad and also fuck them you know and you know you talk to him later on and he, he wasn't a great dad particularly to them either i don't think they can speak to that but this was my perception 
looking from the outside in. So, you know, and that gave me actually kind of an odd relationship with my brothers and sisters um, from there, which there's six of them, mind you. And then there's like four other ones randomly sprinkled out. Like my dad did work. Um, but, you know, I, I hated them when I was younger just because I hated him. And they were just an extension of that. And it took me, God, until like my late teens, early 20s, just to not have any animosity towards them because they didn't do anything. And they grew up with the same nonsense that I did. You know what I mean? But again, I didn't know that. So, you know, I never really claimed them as my siblings. People in the neighborhood would know and they would ask me and I would be like, nah, at school, I'd be like, nah. Um, one of them is only a year younger than me. The other one's only two years younger than me. Actually, <laughs> the oldest one is only seven months younger than me. So by that math, <laughs> her mom and my mom were pregnant at the same time. And then she was born on my mother's birthday. Anyways, whatever. I didn't find that out until an adult. She told me when her birthday was. It was May 24th. And I was like, oh, that's my mom's birthday. And I was like, wait, that's only seven months after my birthday. So and she was like, yeah. Never knew that. Um, but yeah, so like I didn't really have a relationship with them. And that was all because of, again, my hate and my pain for him. Right. So that was kind of the environment that I lived in for probably like five or six years before I moved out of there. So I'd see him come in and out of their life and their house, not so much ours. There was actually one time where my mom, he used to always come to the back window and be like, let me see my son. Let me see my son. And my mom would be like, bro, you, you, you give me no money. You do nothing. Go away. You're drunk. You're high. Whatever you are, get out from my backyard. And I, you know, I hear that in the back. And at the time, my mom's doing what's best, but like, I still want my dad. So there was a point actually where he kind of, quote unquote, got his shit together. And um, my mom let him come and stay with us. So that, to me, was about to be, like, the illest shit ever, right? Hold on. Sorry, it's my tea. So he comes, and he stays with us. He's there the first night. He makes breakfast for dinner. Mind blown, right? My mom had never done that. The funnest shit ever. My dad's so fun. He's the man. We're having bacon and scrambled eggs at dinner. This is wild. That all goes on really well. Night, I go to bed. Wake up in the morning, my mom's still asleep, not allowed to wake my mom up, well, she'll kill me. I had a little um, radio, um, if you older people remember what those are. And this one even actually had a TV in it. Had like a three inch black and white screen. A TV radio, shit was bomb. So I would pop that on in the morning, watch a little TV, wait till my mom wakes up, cause no trouble. Go to get it, under my bed, it's not there. Look in the closet, it's not there. Like, oh, damn, I don't know where this went. So I just kind of hang out in my room. My mom gets up and I'm like, Ma, um, did you move my TV radio? She's like, no. Where is it? I go, I don't know. And she goes, if you lost that, I will kill you. And I was like, I, I didn't. I'm sure I'll find it. So I'm looking for it. Went out and played for a little bit. Come back in. And she asked me if I ever found it. And I said, no, I didn't. And thinking I'm in trouble. And she was like, motherfucker. And I was like, what, Ma? <laughs> she was missing a stereo. She was missing a chain. He stole it. <laughs> so he didn't even make it 24 hours in the house. Um, thankfully for my mom, she knew where he used to cop his drugs at. So she went there and he had obviously sold it for that. But he got, she got back the boom box and the necklace of hers. 
Never on my TV radio, so I never really let that go. <laughs> but again, so right, this is the type of guy that I was dealing with. So it's it just Father's Day didn't really matter, you know, and I, I always thought I wanted a dad. And then, you know, you just get so used to not having one. And then my mom, my mom was everything, right? My mom was my dad. Anybody that's been raised by a single mom or a single dad, for that matter, any single parent that's like stepping up and doing the job of both, you know, words can't even describe the level of respect I have for that. You know, I watched my mom do it. Um, and now that I have a son, you know, just the work that it entails, you know, it's mind blowing. You know, you appreciate you actually don't really appreciate what your parents do when you're younger. You probably think you do. And then as you get a little bit older, you start to really understand when you see how life works and bills and paying things and how they're just keeping you fed and alive, quite frankly. But then when you have a kid, it's this whole other level of respect. You know, my mom did it alone at 18. Um, my mom will probably be a big part of this podcast, too. My mom is obviously my world. So she was always my dad. But again, and she says that to me anytime I say I didn't have a dad. She's like, you had me. And I did. And she did a lot. But there's still just that other parent you're looking for, that unconditional love that like you just think is supposed to be there. And then when you have it for your own kid, it's just mind blown. So, you know, I'm out here thinking in that moment, I think when I was really emotional on Father's Day, another thing I was thinking was like, I'm going to do all these things that I wish I had a dad to do with me. Now, my mom did stuff with me. My aunts all did stuff. Mainly one of my aunts did everything. Like she took me game. She did this. But again, there's still like just that missing thing from the person that's supposed to be doing it. So I used to always joke, like, shit, I'll be a great dad. I'll just do the opposite of everything my dad did. <laughs> and so far, so good, right? Like, I'm like, I'm here, right? That's number one, right? So I'm already winning. But, you know, that is why having a son ended up meaning so much more to me. I thought I wanted a daughter. And I, and I felt like I did. But then once I saw the Blue Frost thing, we did a little gender reveal. And I knew I was having a boy. I was like, oh, shit, I'll be able to do dad type things that nobody did with me and it's also part of breaking like that cycle right of of being an absentee dad and i know some other fathers out there who didn't have dads and they're standing up doing their thing crushing the dad game shout out to you freddie you know but like there's plenty of them out there so to me like i'm gonna raise emmett's gonna have this that's my son's name emmett Emma's going to have a whole bunch of opportunities for me to show him things that a man, quote unquote, never showed me. You know, my mom still showed me stuff. My mom, she tried to show me how to shave. <laughs> uh, always taught me how to talk to girls, though. I will say for my mom, it's probably why I was probably a little bit better with the ladies. I always had a little intuition you know, I was from my mom, you know, that little angle looking at it from that side. My mom wouldn't like to hear that. But yeah, my mom helped me get laid probably a bunch of times. <laughs> Um, but so, you know, before I did this two podcast, what I just did is for all of you that have ever seen Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you younger kids, take a look back at it. Great show. There's an episode with Ben Vereen and it is called Papa's Got a Brand New Excuse. So I just went back and watched that final scene, which luckily today didn't make me cry. But anytime I catch that episode on rerun reruns, it, it gets me, makes me cry. Ben Vereen is Will Smith's dad. He's been MIA. Will Smith is living out in 
Callie with his uncle and aunt, whatever. So this episode, his dad actually shows up and his dad's being real involved, taking him around and he's falling for it again. Right. Like we all would. Because, again, you still want that love so bad. You want to believe that there is no way that this person can't love you as much as you still love him. Right. Or her, if your mom had left. But like as a kid, you still love that person so much for quite some time. And you just want them to love you the same way. Lo and behold, they're supposed to go on a road trip together and Ben Verinch fails. So he comes in, he talks to Uncle Phil and he wants Uncle Phil to tell him they get into some words about being a real man and get into it. And Phil's like, I'm not doing your dirty work. He goes to the leaves. He's like, I'm going to call him from the road. He wasn't even going to tell him to his face. That's how much of a little bitch this dude was, right? And then Will walks in. And then he tells him something came up. Will plays it cool. But it's this last scene, and I really recommend you watching it. It's powerful. It was powerful when it came out back in, like, the mid-90s. And Phil's telling him it's going to be okay. And Will's like, yeah, I know it's going to be okay because I've been okay, right? I learned how to shave on my own. I learned how to shoot a basketball and I do that pretty well. I learned how to talk to girls and I do that pretty well. I didn't need him for that. And I damn sure don't need him for anything else. And I can relate to that on so many levels, so many levels. And that's why that always would get me. But right at the end, even in all of this anger, he says, why doesn't he want me? Right. Why doesn't he want me? And that, I think, is the main emotion that came into play with me on Sunday that kind of came back up. And I couldn't imagine Emmett ever feeling that way. Right. Because, again, no matter all this hate you have for this man or this woman or this person that left you, you still just want to know why they don't love you. You know, I used to look into myself when I'm younger and like, what is wrong with me? Like, why wouldn't he want to be a part of this and now again big up my mom my mom was like nothing's wrong with you bro you literally can walk on water and that deals with a whole bunch of other complexes i have with loving myself so much and probably why i'm sitting here talking to mike thinking that people care what i have to say but whatever listen to it love it love me love yourself um but yeah so that so to bring that all kind of full circle just to my current situation with my son. Um, it just gave me a good way to reflect back on myself. And it took, it took a lot of growing to figure all that stuff out. You know, it, it's tough. And I feel like that father's day kind of brought that back to me through him. Um, so for all of you parents out there, I mean, even if you had parents and you're still out there parenting your kid, I got nothing but pure respect for that. Uh, it's a tough job. Um, you know, I'm just trying to think of other instances where my dad. Oh, OK. So this is the last one that I'll end with. So my dad did pass away. Um, and this kind of goes to the feelings Will had once he found out he wasn't going to be there. So my dad passed away probably. You know, I honestly don't even know. I think I was like 30. So six, seven years ago. And I always wondered, like, when he died, would I find out? Right. Like, would I, I have really like, any contact with him and my brothers and sisters, which I'm working on my relationship with them. And I'm so grateful for them 
you know, accepted my apologies for how shitty I was when I was younger, but, you know, they kind of get it. Um, and I have nieces and nephews from them I'm trying to just build a relationship with them because, you know what, it's none of their fault. It's none of their kids' fault. It's got nothing to do with that. And, you know, my family's so limited to only one side. So, like, that's the other side of my family. You know, we, I mean, we obviously have different moms, but at the end of the day, like, that's all that I have as far as blood goes. And, again, we all want that family connection. But anyway, so I was out at the bar um, and I got a phone call from my mom and I missed it. And I went outside, called her back and I, she left me a message and she said, hey, call me. It's not like that important. But when you get a minute, call me. It's like Friday night I'm out at the bar. So I go outside and I call her and I'm like, mom, what's going on? She's like, oh, hey, what are you doing? Um, where are you? And I was like, I'm out. What, what's going on? And she's like, oh, nothing. I, I didn't know if I should call you. I wasn't sure what to do. I, I wasn't. And I'm like, mom, what, what is going on? Like, is everything okay? And she's like, well, Frank thought that I should at least tell you. And I'm like, mom, are you okay? Now you're scaring me. Like, what is wrong? And she's like, well, I just got a call from one of your aunts, I think it was. And she's like, your dad passed away. And I was like, okay, so what's wrong? And she goes, well, that's what I wanted you to know. And I was like, all right. So, I mean, good to know. But what does that mean? Is, am I not going to get a birthday card this year? Is he not going to be at Christmas? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And my mom was like, you're such an asshole. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, and, and I'm laughing now. And I was kind of laughing at the time. And I still feel the same way. Right. It was like finding out that a distant relative had passed away. There's no relationship there. There's no bond there. So, and for the sake of closure, he passed away and I found out. So I was, I mean, that was good, but there was no thought or feeling of anything else. It was just kind of empty. And, um, you know, and I don't feel bad for that (laughs) because why, you know what I mean? Like, what did he ever do to deserve what a tear or even a sadness? Now, again, to my brothers and sisters, they may have had a different relationship. They might have felt another way. For me, it just wasn't that. So, you know, that was what I thought of when Will was saying the stuff before he got even more emotional, when he was angry. Like, what does it matter? I'm still going to figure things out. And you know what? Now I'm out here being a dad and I'm doing the best I can. And people say it's pretty good. And that's got nothing to do with him. So, again, there's another thing that I didn't need from him that I still figured out. Um, all right. I shouldn't say I'm so much, but again, I'm working on this. So that's kind of that in a nutshell. I just wanted to speak on Father's Day and all you fathers out there crushing it. Moms too, but you know, you get your other day. So we weren't even talking about that. And to anyone that is raising a kid that didn't have a parent to help them do it, um, so much respect to you. And don't blow it. And if you start to blow it, fix it. <laughs> I've told other friends, um, other people, you know, <laughs> when things start to get choppy with your baby moms or or your kid's father, or whoever it is, and it's tough and it seems like it's impossible to see them and what have you. Yo, figure that out. Figure it out. <laughs> I don't care if he or she is making you jump through hoops, go to court, pay, whatever. Whatever they're making you do, do it, Right. Because sooner or later, that will subside. And even if it doesn't, the kid's going to get old enough to make his own decisions. So as long as you were there fighting through all that nonsense, 
the kid's going to realize that. And then he's going to want a relationship anyways, or her, you know what I mean? Like they're going to want that. So I don't, people are like, oh, well, they make it so tough for me. And she wants me to do this. And he wants me to do that. And they're going to court. And I'm like, all right, so do it. Because if you don't, the longer you wait, the harder it will be. Because that kid will resent you. Because I resented my dad, so I know. And when you get angry in your teenage years, 20s, I don't even know when I would have been willing to have a conversation with my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe now. Um, maybe just to hear him out. You know, never got that opportunity. But, like, I, it's, when he passed, I still didn't want it then. So, if shit is tough, that's the one thing I'll give to some of you fathers out there listening right now. If shit, or mothers, if shit is tough, seeing your kid and you're distant from them now and they're still fairly young, man, do whatever you can. Do everything and anything you have to do to make that right because it's going to be harder and harder. And if you don't care, then you're just a piece of shit anyway. So <laughs> that's that. Um, but anyways, I'll end on that note. Not really sure how to end these things yet. I will uh, be back sometime soon, hopefully probably with my wife. But I thank you for taking the time. Feedback, DMs, text messages, let me know. Anything you want me to talk about? Anything you've heard me talk and joke about that you think's funny, entertaining, that somebody might like? Let's go. And um, I'm working on a title, too. Right now, it's uh, Burning Up With Bakes. So today's burning topic was Father's Day. But, yeah, again, I'm working on it. So stick with me. Uh, thanks for listening. Follow back at me. Let me know what you think. I appreciate it. Thanks. Deuces.